0: Is this a spiritual podcast? (laughs) Sure is. You're listening to Wild and Holy Radio, the realest conversation on spirituality, finding your truth, and creating a life that honors your soul. I'm your host, Megan Hale, and together we'll grow in more faith, more love, and doing our holy work in the world. We've always been holy, and we were born to be wild. Permission to be both is granted. This episode is sponsored by Honey and Sage Co., a women's wellness subscription care package and apothecary who believe in holy wellness and self-care is sacred. Find out more at honeyandsageco.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Wild and Holy Radio. We have an awesome episode for you today. But before we get into that, I wanted to make sure that we're coming together as a community to support those who have been impacted by Hurricane Harvey. You know, Houston is just two hours south of me. And even in San Antonio, we saw a lot of rain and a lot of winds, but not near the amount of devastation that those in Houston and the surrounding areas are experiencing. So I wanted us to take a moment to see how we can help all those who are in need. I'm going to post a link to an article I found that lists a lot of great local organizations. I think donating locally is incredibly important. The American Red Cross and the Salvation Army, of course, are accepting donations, but I'm really personally interested in getting some money to the people who are already there on the ground who are doing some rescues. So this article links to a lot of of those charities that we can go ahead and start supporting. Breck and I in particular are going to be donating in two ways today. The first is through the Texas Diaper Bank because diapers are something that usually don't go out in first aid. So to think of all those little babies who need sanitation needs of diapers and wipes is something that's really important to me, especially being a mama with one that's still in diapers and another one on the way. So we're going to be donating through that organization. And then we're also gonna be donating through the San Antonio Humane Society who is taking in animals from the Houston area. There are so many great pet charities in Texas who are doing some amazing work to take care of displaced animals, animals who got left behind, or animals that simply need to be sheltered or fostered until their families can reclaim them. So Breck and I are gonna be supporting those areas and then I'm gonna be on the lookout for how I can actually go and volunteer my time once I know that it's safer for me to go down there, whether that's with cleanup or going and sponsoring a family, or whatever is possible. My heart is just wrenching watching all this devastation. And, you know, these people are my neighbors. So I really want to make sure that we are showing up as a community because they're just experiencing so much devastation. With continued rainfall and flooding, Like I just could not imagine what it must feel like to be in that situation and just wondering when nature is going to let up. So it would mean so much to me if together we can come Together as a community and really support those in need, so thank you guys. <laughs> thank you for, for just taking that time to to give back and support your fellow Americans. Um, so this episode today is it's kind of been a really difficult one for me to record, honestly. I've actually tried to record it like five different times, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, why is this so hard for me to talk about? And I was laying in bed last night, and I was like, oh, I know why it's so hard for me to talk about. So let me back up and tell you kind of the story of where this episode is originating. So Ever since I've started talking about the concept of wild and holy, I've been having a lot of great conversations with you guys on where you are with your spirituality. And one thing that has come up for a lot of you that has also come up a lot for me is having these religious wounds that have really um, interfered with your ability to trust or know or surrender to or have faith in this concept of God because God is a word that can kind of feel tarnished when you have been um, hurt or pained in any way by institutional religion, and I totally know this to be true, and in fact, God was not even a word that I felt comfortable using until this year, and even some of those who have been in my circle for a while, they're like, it's so cool to hear you saying God now, and I was like, yeah, I mean it 's been a word that i 've really reclaimed for myself, and it 's taken you know almost twenty years for me to get to a point where I can use that word and feel safe and um, know so deeply like the personal meaning behind that word for me and it has felt like a personal homecoming like there 's been just a lot of healing and being able to use that word and knowing the definition of that word, what it means to me, the relationship that I have with God at this point has been so wonderful, but I know that this word for a lot of us has a lot of charged meaning. So I wanted to spend an episode kind of talking about what I mean when I say the word God. And I think one of the reasons that it has been so difficult for me to to talk about this is because the whole premise behind wild and holy is not for me to tell you who God is. I can't do that. The whole premise of WoWed and Holy is for you to decide who God is for you. This is such a personal walk, such a personal relationship that it, it is like it's just so not my place to tell you who God is for you. That would be completely audacious of me. And it takes away your own knowing. It takes away your own knowing. So this conversation today, the things I'm gonna share with you. This is very much like my intimate, personal relationship with God. This is who I know God to be for me. But what's most important to me personally is that you define this word for yourself. Because the word God is synonymous with source, spirit, the universe, the divine. All of these words are talking about describing the same exact thing for me. And including the word God in in this way that I can describe this energy has been really freeing, but it's taken a really, really long time to get here. So where I want to start is I want to kind of tease apart, you know, when we are growing up, um, if, especially if you're growing up in a religious household where there's any sort of institutional religion involved. Um, we all are kind of handed down this idea of who God is and embedded in that idea of who God is, is who, who we're supposed to be in God's eyes, um, the rules that we're supposed to follow, um, who we think we're supposed to be in order to be good. Um, to gain God's love. I mean, there's a lot of things that are embedded with this concept of God for us, starting from a really, really early age. I mean, even from the way that we pray. And if we never really dive in here and tease apart this definition to see if this is what feels true for us, I think it's so common for us to just assume that this is the only definition available to us. And it's taken me a really long walk with this to realize that I am the authority on understanding who God is in my life, just like you are the authority in understanding who God is in yours. And I think one of the best, most freeing things that I have done for myself is given myself permission to simply explore God through a lot of different lenses. And it has been incredibly scary for me to do that at times. And there's also been a lot of heartache, because I think for me, you know, growing up in a religious household, I mean, God was something that I was supposed to love and I was supposed to cherish and God was somebody who was looking out for me and all of these things. But then somewhere around like adolescence, when I started becoming my own person and kind of really digging into my own values, God, the idea of God kind of started to change and what once used to feel like something that was really safe and loving started to change into something that I didn't really feel worthy of. And there's a lot of layers that go into that. But I started to feel like there was a separation between me and God and that if I could just change who I was, maybe that wouldn't be the case. So it actually took me disowning God To find God, which was a very (laughs) strange, strange thing to do. Um, But as I look back at that process now, it was the best thing that I ever could have given myself. And I look back on my life journey, and there's been several spiritual experiences that have happened that have really kind of helped me form this concept of God. And one of the most poignant, I think, memories that I have is being 15 years old and having just a really shit day where everything was falling apart in my world for a 15 year old and crying my eyes out on the bathroom floor and hearing this voice speak to me in this moment of despair and desperation. And it said, Megan, you're going to be okay. And it, it stopped me dead in my tracks. It's like all my tears just stopped. Like I stopped breathing when I heard this voice and I was like, did that just happen? And again, that voice came to me and said, Megan, everything's going to be okay. And that was my first experience hearing the voice of God. And it was nothing like I had expected. I thought God would be this like loud, booming voice (laughs) in, in this man's voice, because that's like the concept that I had of God is that he's this old guy in the sky, you know, watching over everything, sitting on this throne, answering prayers, not answering prayers, deeming who's worthy to get into the pearly gates of heaven. Like this is, you know, my concept of God back then. And when I heard that voice, it was very much in my own voice, but it was it was such a certain, comforting, reassuring, loving voice. And that voice to me I mean, that's still so present with me today, that no matter what I'm going through, there's this, there's this deeper knowing inside of me that no matter what, everything's going to be okay, and back then, you know, I had started kind of, I was like, in the very beginning stages of my rebellion back then, Um, I hadn't really gotten deep into drugs or alcohol back yet um I was surely on my way but hearing that voice at that time it made me realize that like no matter what I was doing or not doing that I I was going to be okay and so that was the first experience that I have had really knowing that maybe all of the things that I was taught to believe about what it means to be good and what it means to be good in the eyes of God, maybe that wasn't the whole story. So this deeply personal experience for me has always been something that I've kept in my pocket. And Back then, I didn't really think that that was God. I thought that it was the voice of my soul, which to me now is the exact same thing. There is no difference. There's no no separation between the voice of my soul and the voice of God. This is how God speaks to me. And it's always through the wisest, most compassionate, most loving voice that I could ever imagine. And that's how I know God is present. So kind of having that experience earlier on, I mean, no matter how angry or resentful I became at the church or even at God, um, I, I couldn't deny this experience had happened. So I knew that something else was out there. So even though I denounced God um, in the terms of the Christian faith when I was 23 years old, after I lost a really good friend, I couldn't, I couldn't ever say that there wasn't a God because <laughs> I knew very, very certainly that there was something else out there who was loving me, who was taking care of me, who wanted the best for me, who really just kind of wanted me to be okay. And it's been a really fascinating experience to grow closer to whatever that energy is and defining it in my own terms and just exploring what this means to me. And it's been, gosh, like just so healing, so healing. This episode is brought to you by Honey and Sage Co. I just received my next subscription box from them, and it's all about having a healthy pregnancy, which I absolutely adore. With a little one out in the world and another one on the way, I need that reminder to slow down and take care of myself. And the Energizing Salt Soap does just that. You have to check it out. It's made with rose petals and essential oils, and it's just so good. Check out all their products for menstruation, pregnancy, postpartum, and building your own holy wellness practice at honeyandsageco.com. Use code HOLYANDWILD at checkout for 10% off your first order. So a lot of my spiritual um, experience and discovery and exploration really began after i was 23 where i started being curious of you know what else was out there if christianity wasn't wasn't my thing um, and that was a really hard thing for me at the time because there's a lot of ideas embedded in religion that if you don't um agree with a certain faith then bad things are going to happen right um like there's the concept that you're going to go to hell or that you're you're worshiping satan or or like all of these these things that really try and keep you walking this this path so you belong to this this group of people that believe the same things as you do. And so I remember having to give myself a whole lot of permission back then to say maybe that's not true either. Uh, Maybe that's just part of that belief system. And that was the first time that I realized that, you know, a religion is something that we choose to give authority to. Like we choose to either buy in or not. And if we're not part of that belief system, then like, are we going to be, <clears throat> are we going to be at the hand of it if we don't believe? So what I mean by that is if I don't believe in, you know, this concept of going to hell, does, does that mean that I'm going to go to hell? I don't know. I mean, it really depends on what you're giving power to. And in my mind, like, that's just not the way God works. That's not the way, that's not who I know God to be. Um, God is not someone who is condemning or um, judging or needing us to follow certain rules or certain guidelines in our life. Like to me, God is here to help us express ourselves fully, to use our gifts and talents to help better the world, to learn how to love. I mean, oh my goodness, like that is our goal is to learn how to love ourselves the way God loves us. So in turn, we can love others the way that God loves them. Like this is the goal. (laughs) This is the goal. And what's really interesting is that as we continue to walk this path of personal development and self-love and really um, being a stand for love, like rooting down in love, a lot of those principles that a lot of religions proclaim, they start happening naturally anyway. Um, To me, it's just religion kind of it, it's putting the cart before the horse um, sometimes. It's like, well, you need to follow these rules first and then you'll be loved. <laughs> and the way I've experienced this is love yourself first and everything else takes care of itself. So that's, that's just kind of been my experience with this. But it's taken a lot of exploration and having intimate experiences with God for me to kind of understand that with a fresh lens and it 's been so incredibly freeing to know that I can be wildly myself wildly know know God in my own way and know there is something so incredibly holy and sacred about that and it 's created so much wholeness in my life and it's just it 's been absolutely beautiful and stunning, but it has been excruciatingly difficult and painful at times too, because when you 're carrying religious wounds oh my gosh, like that is hurt and that is pain. It has to be processed through. It has to be forgiven, you know? And I'm still very much in that process of just returning to church this year, of finally being willing first and ready second because these two things, like for the longest time I wasn't willing. I didn't have any desire to go into a church. I didn't want to have anything to do with a church. I, that was not something that I was even open to at all. So the willingness wasn't there. And then readiness... I mean, readiness is not something that I could force. And I think, you know, 2016 was a perfect storm for me to create that readiness and that willingness. And it's almost like it all kind of matched up at the same time, but I'm still very much in the process of like understanding what it is that I need to forgive, who I need to forgive in order to really heal those wounds. And I think Like meeting Rob Bell and his work has been so incredibly helpful for me of just giving me a different perspective of looking at this belief system in which I was raised. And even like some of the things that I used to not really um, care for or like, now I have a different appreciation for because of this different viewpoint. So for instance, I remember my mom growing up, she had this uh, daily devotional. It It was called Be Still and Know. And back then to me, um, this book was like, you know, be still and know that I am God. Like, you need to bow down and surrender to my power kind of thing. (laughs) And now I look at that phrase, be still and know, and that it means something completely different. It means be still and know that I am here. Know that you are loved. Know that there is nothing that you need to ache for because it's already provided Know I 'm everywhere that you dream, everywhere that you desire, know that I am so much a part of you, and that knowing that knowing that personal knowing that 's what I mean when I talk about God that 's what God means to me. like God is this this consciousness, this wisdom that we all have access to that speaks to us through our intuition and our creativity, our imagination, our desires, our dreams, our visions for our life, the callings that we feel in our soul. Like this is the way that God shapes our lives and guides us to what we're here to do. And having a deeper relationship with my higher self, that voice of my soul, the way that God speaks to me, that has been such an amazing process of learning to tune into that voice because it's so much more of a whisper and it takes a lot of stillness in order to hear that. And then there's that whole other layer of learning to trust it. (laughs) But the thing about trust is like you cannot trust in something that you do not know. You cannot trust in something that you feel has hurt you because that goes against like our our human biology. We, We can't trust things that hurt us. And it's really hard to have faith in something that you don't believe in. And that you don't think shows up for you, right? So when there's forgiveness that needs to take place, it's really hard to have faith. Like faith, like the more we forgive, the more our faith grows. That's how it's shown up for me. And surrendering to something, oh my goodness! Like if I do not know, like if I think God is out to really like have me play this really small role in the world, but I have this deeper hunger that is for so much more, it's going to be incredibly difficult for me to surrender to that, right? Because my ego is kind of in the way. And it's really been seriously within the past, like I would say two years, I mean, this is very recent of finding more surrender. And there's always opportunity to surrender more to God's will in your life. I mean, that is for sure. But the way that I see it now is that like God's vision for my life is so much bigger and more fulfilling than I could ever imagine, like ever imagine. And it's like, (laughs) it blows my mind that I was like so scared for so long that maybe God didn't want as much for me as I wanted for me. And it's almost like God has like come into my life and said, girl, like there's so much more. There's so much more, like just trust me, just trust me. And that trust is so incredibly vulnerable, you guys, like especially when you're carrying wounds because you don't really know if it's safe. And so creating this sense of safety is so important and necessary to creating more trust. And the way that we create safety is we get to know something, right? And building a relationship with God, building that relationship with that wisdom and the way that God is working in your life is all about building a relationship just like you would with anything else. Like you have to spend time with this this other entity, right? Like you have to spend quality time and you have to kind of start trusting a little bit and and see how they do with that, see if they're trustworthy. (laughs) And so being aware of like the way, like the signs, um, all the ways that God is, is speaking to you, like I think God can speak to us through other people. I think there's certain people that come into our life like angels who are there like they're a gift. They are so a gift to help guide your path. They serve such a deep purpose for you and awakening or helping you heal or giving you more courage to take that next step. I think God speaks to us through animals. I mean, I have gotten so into animal medicine and just looking at the signs of the way nature is interacting with me in my life. Um, Even with my dogs, like I look at them sometimes when I'm in just, just this moment of like worry and anxiety. And one of my dogs in particular, like the way she looks at me, it's like, it's like God is speaking through her, like, honey, relax, like, there's nothing to worry about. (laughs) And it reminds me to just take a breath and say, yes, God has this, God has this. But it's taken a lot of healing around and redefining, redefining who God is for me, in order for me to trust, in order for me to have faith, in order for me to even, like, Pretend I would be ready to surrender, right? Because surrender, trust, and faith are incredibly vulnerable processes for us because it's relinquishing control. And anytime we relinquish control, one, a very odd thing happens is that we start to feel more in control of our life. <laughs> because the more we try and control, the more out of control that we feel. That's the way that, that works. But but two, the more we trust and faith and have faith and surrender is that we we start to pay attention to how we're being guided and the next step always appears in front of us. And so this, this uncertainty and this unknowing doesn't mean that there won't be times of that. There's definitely moments where clarity feels really low or foggy or gray and having to trust that that clarity will come. But the more I have become more um, like comfortable in the uncomfortable, that uncertain place, The more the next answer comes. And that's just been kind of my spiritual walk, right? So through the years, you know, God has taken on a lot of different meanings for me. Um, It wasn't even a term that I would really use. I didn't feel okay using it because I felt like the term itself belonged to this other group of people who I'd really kind of walked away from. And so I, for a while, was like, well, maybe I'm just not allowed to use that word because me using God really infers like you know almost like um a christian view of god which even now it's like the christian view of god is not bad um it's i think that looking back at the bible and looking back at the christian faith now re exploring it like i see things through such a different lens and i'm i'm seeing that there are definitely things embedded in that that made me feel the way that I did when I was younger. And those are things that have not gone away, but I'm looking at the wisdom of the Bible, the sacred text, some of the practices, some of like Jesus's teachings. And I'm like, Oh, like that totally matches up with my idea of who God is now. So I think what's most important for me, especially with wild and holy is that there's no concept of God that is bad because that's, It's such a personal thing. Like your concept of God, your definition of God, that belongs to you. And as long as it works for you to have faith and trust in and to help further your spiritual path, that it's not condemning of others, that's what's most important, that you have a working definition of God that works beautifully in your life. And I have a beautiful working definition of God that works beautifully in mine. That's what Wild and Holy is about is about you defining this word for yourself, you defining what this relationship means to you and deepening into that relationship, right? Whether you call that God, universe, source, spirit, divine, beloved, the word itself doesn't really matter because we're all describing the same thing. So I wanted to kind of have an episode where I dove in here a little bit and shared a little bit more behind the meaning of God to me but really to impart and bring it back to the importance of you to finding this word for you. That is what is most important. And I think that's what God cares about most. God cares about having this really deeply personal relationship with each of us. And that, that is a thing that will create that wholeness and that oneness So, for me now, like there is no separation between me and God. Like, God is something that is outside of me, God is something that is within me. She speaks to me with the kindest, loving, most compassionate voice in the world. And He also gives me courage and bravery to take that next step forward in my life to be the person I'm here to be. So I would love to hear from you. We're going to have, uh, after the episode, this Thursday, I'm changing the day and the time so we can do it at the same time every week. So after the episode is every Thursday at 1130 Central over on my Facebook page, where we're going to talk about what God means to you, what word feels a resonant for you, and how this relationship works in your life, how you practice more trust, more faith, more surrender, and the things that get in the way because we're human, right? we are human <laughs> and i honestly think that we were divinely designed this way to have that that human uh, fallacy about us that doubt and that fear so we have to lean on something greater than ourselves it was so divinely orchestrated that way but We'll talk, we'll talk on Thursday about all of this stuff. I think it's going to be a really great conversation. I would love to see you there. So put it in your calendar this Thursday, 1130 Central, which is 1230 Eastern and 930 Pacific. Come and join me on Facebook Live, and we'll have a really rich discussion about this. So thank you guys for taking a moment to go and check out that article I linked to in the show notes to donate and support all of the victims of Hurricane Harvey I really want us to come together as a community to help create some aid and relief for those who are impacted by this. It is a major, major catastrophic event, and I appreciate your support. So I will see you guys on Thursday for after the episode and Monday for another episode on Wild and Foley Radio.